Howdy, folks. We have a very unique episode today in honor of our Independence Day of this great American nation that we live in. For those of you abroad, there's still tons of great stuff to learn here. So look forward to sharing this two-part episode that we have titled, We Hold These Truths to Be Self-Evident. In today's global economy, quality matters. Benjamin Franklin once quipped, the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. Quality Matters is here to talk about all things quality. So whether you're looking to improve your business, getting ready for an audit, or dealing with failed inspections, tune in, check us out, then get back to doing work that matters. Hey everyone, welcome back to Quality Matters, brought to you by Texas Quality Assurance, where quality management gets simplified. <laughs> it's been so long since I said it, I almost forgot it. Yeah, because we batch recorded the last few, so you are... Darcy. And I'm Kyle. In case y'all forgot. Um, I think we missed a week. We did. And I, I again, this this falls on me. It's hard with the kiddos home this summer and trying to keep them busy, which keeps me busy. And, and business is picking up as well. So it's, it's which been is tough. A good thing. It is. That's a good thing for everyone, not just for us. Businesses yes. in general are picking up. But we, we got to do better on the podcast. But we got something special we're doing this, today. As we're recording... Uh, the 4th of July is approaching. I, I don't know when you're planning on releasing this. So Tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, so maybe as they're listening, it's after the 4th of July. Oh, but... no. I want to make sure this is out ahead of time. This is something really neat. Um, don't get me wrong. There will be a tie-in to quality management, but really kind of neat what we're doing. So Kyle has titled this one, We Hold These Truths to be Self-Evident. Yes. And he thought it would be fun to review the Declaration of Independence under a quality management microscope. Yes. So, this is his idea. So, yes. if y'all don't like it, go ahead and email him like you do when you do like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, but it's a two-parter, and this was... Yeah. So, let's go ahead and so tell people. Each, it's a two-parter. Each episode is probably going to be long. We're going to read through the Declaration of Independence to refresh your fifth grade memory of it. I, I mean, I have to tell you, I don't think many people actually read it. And and uh, we're going to read through it. We're going to talk about it. So, this is going to be more than 20 minutes. And then to follow up to that, I asked Kyle if we could do um, the Emancipation Proclamation because recently Juneteenth passed mm -hmm. and I think that it is a misunderstood mm -hmm. holiday Agreed. celebration whatever I in researching it, this I learned that it recently as of June I think of this mm -hmm. year became a federal holiday which is right. something we'll talk about when we get to there um, but it's kind of the culmination of what was set out in this initial document right okay so uh, here we go July 4th, 1776, the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America, when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. 
so what I love about the Declaration of Independence is this is effectively the mission statement for the country. <laughs> right? I told you there's going to be tie-ins here. But this is. This is the absolute epitome of what a good mission statement, value statement, you know, di- you know differential uh, value statements, all these buzzwords we hear. <clears throat> this is the best example we can find. This is why we exist and what we exist for. And it almost sounds like they're sad or regretful to be doing this. Yes. It says it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another. Mm-hmm. It's saying like it's necessary. We don't want to do it, but right. it has to be done. Yeah. That's what it feels like to me. So we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute a new government. Laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But, Can I stop you? Yes. Yeah. He has this section off to what each pe- each one of us is going to read, but his section is really long, and I feel like there is so much that you've already read that we have to like go into and talk about. Well, we we can we we can. Or do so, you want to, You have a plan. You want to keep going. Well, I just think that most of us have never really read or even heard this read aloud. We and, can we can continue, but I just want to talk okay. about what you've read already. Go for it, because there's so much. I want. I thought you were going to stop because there was a little pause. Very early on, actually, I think it's still part of the first sentence because they wrote a much longer sentence back then. Um, The certain unalienable rights among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. My pause is I'm getting emotional. Oh, okay. That's the purpose (laughs) of my pause. Well, it's something that you talk about, though, a lot. Mm -hmm. We... The the founders did not guarantee happiness. No, I love they that is They guaranteed life. Mm-hmm. They guaranteed liberty, and they guaranteed the right to pursue happiness. Yes. Now, from a process perspective, right from a management perspective, we have to understand that the Declaration of Independence itself is not a legal document. This is, as I said, the mission statement for the com- for the country. So if we were conducting an audit of an organization, they may have a mission statement. They may have all sorts of value-based ideas on their website. I as an auditor cannot audit them against those values. Those values are theirs to hold internally, and you then develop your procedures and your requirements and your regulations to live up to those values. Our Constitution, So you are saying that this Declaration of Independence is stating the founders' values or the signers' values. Yes. And it's up to us as individuals to live up to this and to hold our government accountable to living up to this. This is what we should all be, as American citizens, accountable to. 
Okay. Um. But when a long train of abuses, man, I lost my. St- that's where you were. Okay. But when long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, uh, I actually don't know this word, in, invices a design to reduce them under absolute disposition. It is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient suffering of these <laughs> colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the current of the present uh, king of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having both direct object and establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let the facts be submitted to a candid world. Now, to, to pause from reading it here, I mean, again, because everything we do in here, I want to put in the light of quality management. I, I say that because I don't want this to become a politically divided. Nope at all this is what corrective actions are now granted this is an extreme form <laughs> of a corrective action but they are saying we have identified a trend we have identified several problems over a historical period of time that we cannot resolve therefore this is our action with which to resolve these so darcy well, I'm still just kind of, it takes me a minute to like read through this, absorb it and break it apart as I'm sure it will our listeners, especially since they don't have it in front of them, unless maybe you paused at the beginning and pulled up a copy of this Declaration of it Independence. It will be in the show notes. It, it will be helpful. Um, so I want to go back to where it says, prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established shall not be changed for light and transient causes. They're saying we're not taking this lightly. Right. It's not just for something that's kind of blowing in the wind. Right. Um, not based on trend or fad or, or, or momentary feeling. And it says, if I'm understanding this correctly, that mankind are going to suffer some. Yes. And some evils are sufferable. Yes. We understand that. Yeah. Again, we're not taking this lightly. But the long train of abuses and usurpations, I can't say it (laughs) word, right? Um, So they're saying we've suffered Mm -hmm. more than we should. Yeah, absolutely. And we're done suffering. So now we're going to throw off the government Mm -hmm. and put in guards for our future security. Yep. Again, an extreme form of corrective action. And you can have nonconformities that are acceptable, except leave as is is oftentimes a disposition. But eventually you say enough's enough. And on a very grand scale, that's what's occurred here. Okay. So I'm curious to see. Excuse me. I just uh, turned the page. So I did see because last sentence Kyle read was to prove this. Let facts be submitted to a candid world. Yes. And here it continues. He, referring to the king, has refused his assent to laws the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. He has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be obtained, and when so suspended he has utterly neglected to attend to them. 
this is basics of management. You know, I love listening to uh, to Jocko, his books, his podcast, right? <clears throat> Jocko Wilnick. If you don't know him, you got to check him out. I, I think you've mentioned him a few times. I have, but, you know, we get new listeners on here, so they need to know. Um, he loves to talk about the idea of decentralized command, and, and this is a great example here. And it's a great way to run any organization. While, yes, the top leader has ultimate say on everything, you have to entrust the lower levels of your organization to make good and competent decisions. And as a leader, even when you disagree with those decisions, you have to weigh the value of correcting that lower level leader and the damage that would do or accepting it and moving forward and putting faith in their abilities. Well, I think in this situation, they're saying that the king is not letting us do what we should be doing as governors, which is what you said. And not only is he not, he's not doing his job as king. Yes. Whether it's because he's too busy Mm -hmm. managing all that he has to manage. At this time in history, the British Empire was the single largest empire ever on the face of the planet. And it's not like we had instant communication at this time. No. So letters had to sail across the sea to get to them. So how, I mean, would take months to go one way? I really don't know. And months to come back? I mean... It's, it's not, a long communication process. It's a process. long time just to await an answer mm-hmm. and then to not get one, y- then you have to wait another however many months. Right. So he's just not responding accordingly. Um, he has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people unless those people would relinquish the right of representation in the legislature, a right inestimable to them and formidable to tyrants only. You want to explain that? Yeah. So <laughs> the <laughs> the uh, the idea here is this is what's so great about this American experiment in government is that we are a, a democratic republic. It is something that really has never existed before and never existed successfully for any period of time. And, and that's what they're saying here is that unless we're going to relinquish our rights, we're not going to get anything we want. So if you relinquish your rights, you're still you're not going to get anything you want. Okay. He has called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of their public records for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures. I have been part of audits where auditors do this. <laughs> <laughs> they, they call you together unusual and uncomfortable places? Oh, yeah. Well, it happened. actually has happened to me in, in audits before, but yeah, it's... um. Eh. In any case, keep going. Not too much to to dissect here. He has dissolved representative houses repeatedly for opposing with manly firmness his invasions on the rights of the people. Well, this was one thing that was very common was the armed forces at the time were paid much differently than they are today. And a part of your payment as a soldier under the uh, crown was you could enter into the home of anyone in the area that you were and they were required to to put you up you got to eat their food enjoy their luxuries their home was your home while you were there Hmm. he has refused for a long time after such dissolutions to cause others to be elected whereby the legislative powers incapable of annihilation have returned to the people at large for their exercise the state remaining in the meantime exposed to all the dangers of invasion 
from without and convulsions within. So I think maybe we misunderstood the one before. It sounds like he's saying he's dissolved like groups of governments, mm-hmm. houses of representation, and then not, not allowing on. the elections to happen, which then leaves the states or you know whatever they right. call the area provinces um, unprotected. Yeah, and under the direct control of the of, king, yes, who has clearly neglected his duties. Mm-hmm. He has endeavored to prevent the population of these states for that purpose. He has endeavored to prevent the population. So he's trying to keep people from coming to the United States. For that purpose, obstructing the laws for natural naturalization of foreigners, refusing to pass others to encourage their migrations hither, and raising the conditions of new appropriations of lands. Yep. So anyone new that came to the colonies was not granted any citizenship nor rights. Um, the colonies were not allowed to, to grow or either in population under citizens or or in land area. Okay. Now, mind you, they were looking for a legal form of migration that was being denied. Right. <clears throat> Little different from issues we deal with today. Which will be coming up in a couple yeah. more episodes. <laughs> Again, I swear we do not want to attack these in a politicized manner. You know, I've got printed out here. This is... Let, let's pull from a, another great body of text. So pull from 1 Corinthians. Uh, Paul says here, Now I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you agree that there be no divisions among you, that you may be complete in the same mind and in the same judgment. So that is the, you know, all, all we would go for here. But again, this is just such an amazingly powerful document that has such massive implications and so many wonderful parallels for today, uh, for organizations and businesses, everything, any case. Well, and I like that they're listing why we're doing this. Yes, this evidence-based is... decision-making. Oh, there you go. There you go. Okay, so <laughs> Kyle's going to continue. He's got an, another page of lists of facts. Yes. <laughs> so he, being the king, has obstructed the administration of justice by refusing to assent to laws for establishing judiciary powers. Hmm. So, again, restricting the ability of the people to make their own decisions for themselves through their elected officials. He has made judges dependent upon his will alone for the tenure of their offices and the amount of payment for their salaries. (laughs) Very interesting. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. (laughs) (laughs) Um. He has kept among us in times of peace standing armies without the consent of our legislatures. Hmm. He has effected to render the military independent of and superior to the civil power. And again, to your point, this is a wonderful listing of clear facts, clear grievances. Mm-hmm. These are very objective decisions being made. There's, this is not anecdotal information. This is not feelings. Mm-hmm. This is not fairness. This is straightforward. This is what happened. Mm-hmm. He has combined with others to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign to our Constitution, unacknowledged by our laws, giving his assent to their acts of pretended legislation. <laughs> Gotta love the uh, a little bit of sarcasm in there. Mm-hmm. For a quarter, uh, quartering large bodies of armed troops among us, uh, for protecting them by a mock trial from punishment for which murders— uh, 
for any murders which they should commit in their inhabitants of the states, for cutting off trade with all parts of the world, for imposing taxes on us without our consent, for depriving us in many cases of the benefits of trial by jury, for transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretended offenses, <laughs> for abolishing the free system of English law in our neighboring province, establishing therein an arbitrary government and enlarging its boundaries as so to render it at once an example of a fit instrument for inducing the same absolute rule into these colonies, for taking away our charters, abolishing our valuable laws, and altering fundamentally our forms of government. So I know we laugh and say, you know, we appreciate the sarcasm, but to them, it's probably not sarcasm. That's, you know, yeah, you know, pretended legislation. It's not real stuff. Well, I mean, and again, how often do we see this in a much smaller scale in organizations today? We've all been a part of those meetings where the manager calls a meeting to get everyone's opinion, but we all know mm-hmm. they're going to do what they want anyway. Yes. Yeah. I mean, again, what... What is valuable at a large scale is valuable at a small scale. Mm -hmm. And there is so much that can be learned from this. And not only so much that can be learned from this, but our American society and way of life, this is the most prosperous, most free, most wonderful form of government society that has existed in the history of mankind. This is the document that got it started. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to be learned here. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, in business, it's true. You need facts, not emotions. Yes. Um, so, you know, I just think about when you go consult with a new company, you say, oh, well, what would you like in your software? And, then, mm-hmm. you know, well, I feel like it should have. Well, show me the data that shows you need that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Let's make decisions based on objective evidence. Now, what, what people fail to realize is that and I'm not saying feelings don't matter, but I'm saying that feelings generally arise from actual grievances. Mm-hmm. So we have to identify those problems. What's this? Oh, root cause analysis. That's it's funny that you're mentioning that for a future episode. Okay. <laughs> okay. Continuing on with our list of facts. For suspending our own legislatures and declaring themselves invested with power to legislate for us in all cases whatsoever. He has abdicated government here by declaring us out of his protection and waging war against us. He has plundered our seas, ravaged our coasts, burnt our towns, and destroyed the lives of our people. That sounds a little like an opinion and a feeling. Uh, yes, yes, and no, but this was a form of punishment for towns who would not consent to being ruled in the manner that they were ruled. Your crops would be burned, your houses would be burned. Which You're does an in example. turn ruin the lives, destroy yes. the lives. Okay, he is at this time transporting large armies of foreign mercenaries to complete the works of death, desolation, and tyranny already begun with circumstances of cruelty and perfidy that's a word i don't know scarcely paralleled in the most barbarous ages and totally unworthy the head of a civilized nation that is quite the statement (laughs) (laughs) he has constrained our fellow citizens taken captive on the high seas to bear arms against their country to become the executioners of their friends and brethren or to fall themselves by their hands 
He has excited domestic insurrections among us and has endeavored to bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers, the merciless Indian savages, whose known rule of warfare is an undistinguished destruction of all ages, sexes, and conditions. So, hmm. again, very <clears throat> interesting here. I mean, again, how often do we run into issues with office politics, folks taking sides and I think many of us, I can't say all of us, but many of us have been part of an organization where you know one of the managers at the top is secretly orchestrating these uh, little divisions and power struggles because it's so simple. While you're fighting amongst each other, he has more control and say over what you do. So I know a lot of people are going back to work in the office. Maybe you have your own private office. Maybe uh, you're still working from home. But go ahead so that you feel better and secretly raise your hand <laughs> if you're one of those people that knows or has known a manager orchestrating the, uh, what was it, the insurrection? Yes. <laughs> orchestrating the insurrection. It'll make you feel better just to raise your hand. We'll all raise it in unity. Um, I'm raising my hand. Kyle's raising his hand. We know people. We've been there. So lots of good lessons about leadership, about managing, about all, all sorts of great things here. In every stage of these oppressions, we have petitioned for redress in the most humble terms. Our repeated petitions have been answered only by repeated injury. A prince whose character is thus marked by every act may be defined a tyrant, is unfit to be the ruler of a free people. <clears throat> so again, this is not the first time that these issues have been brought up. They have been addressed before. Again, very valuable lessons here for managing an organization is you cannot simply wait until it becomes intolerable to speak up for the first time. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to speak up, you have to have objective evidence that you speak <laughs> up with. So now, uh, nor have we been wanting in attentions to our British brethren. We have warned them from time to time of attempts by their legislature to extend an unwarrantable jurisdiction over us. We have reminded them of the circumstances of our um, immigration and settlement here. We have appealed to their native justice and magnanimity <laughs> and have conjured with them by the ties of the common kindred to disavow these usurpations, which would inevitably interrupt our connections and correspondence. They, too, have been deaf to the voice of justice. You're going to have to help me here. Consanguinity. We need reading. to look I'm that gonna, up. I'm going to look that up <laughs> while you're reading. All right. So clearly the folks who wrote this had much better vocabulary than we do here. <laughs> All right. We must therefore acquiesce in the necessity which denounces our separation and hold them as we hold the rest of mankind, enemies of, in war and peace, in peace friends. We, therefore, the representatives of the United States of America in General Congress, assembled appealing to the Supreme Judge of the world for the restitute of our intentions, do in by name and by the authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states. See, I just get chills reading that. I know. It makes me want to cry. I know. <laughs> That they are absolved from all of the allegiance to the British crown and that all political connections between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved. And that a free and independent states, they have the full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, 
establish commerce, and to do all the other acts and things which independent states may of right to do. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the production of our divine providence, <laughs> we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. So that, folks, is our Declaration of Independence. And I just want to point out that they are relying on God. Kyle yes. and I are religious people. We firmly believe in God. Um, and I appreciate that they said mm -hmm. we're doing this with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence. Amen. They knew they needed him. Um, so going back to that word, consanguinity, <laughs> yes, okay, they too have been that. So they is referring to the British brethren, I'm assuming that are stateside with them, maybe. I actually don't know. I need to do have some more research here. Have been deaf to the voice of justice and of the fact of being descended from the same ancestor is what that word means. Okay. So not only are they not listening to justice, they're not right. recognizing like, hey, we're all from the same people. We all right. should want the same things kind of a thing. All right. Well, that's it. That's that's the Declaration of Independence. I don't know that many of us have uh, taken the time to read it through fully. I know that it has been a long time since I have. But when we celebrate the uh, 4th of July, we really need to understand that this is celebrating not just the independence of our nation, but celebrating this idea of that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are in fact created equal, and that they are endowed by their creator with these unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And there's some good quality management lessons to be learned. There are. <laughs>